Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, now that 2022 is in the rearview mirror, it's time to get serious about making sure your retirement and your income plan is ready to help provide you with a very secure, comfortable retirement. So we've got some retirement tips for you for 2023 and beyond right here. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. Kevin Brooker's here, as he always is. You'll find uh, Kevin at Silverleaf Financial at silverleaffinancial.com. Kevin, of course, is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative, helping folks for 30, more than 30 years. And as we roll into a new year, hi, Kevin, how are you? Hey, Steve, I am great. It is always good to be here. And I got to say, I'm looking forward to wrapping up 2022. Oh, you and me both. I think that's a pretty universal feeling for folks, don't you? Oh, I do. I, any, I think anyone in the stock market, yes, and probably everybody else too. <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's been a, a roller coaster year, and I think most of us will say that uh, not really a good roller coaster ride either. No, no, it's kind of you know you're never we're not ending at the highs, unfortunately, and uh, you, you know. So the good news, though, guys, is that it's rare that we've had you know a twenty percent losing year uh, followed by another one. So historically, I think the odds are about 75% probability that we're going to have a good year. I like it. I like those odds. You know what? I, I, I do too. And that's why I really what I, you know, that's one of the things I want to talk about is that, you know, I think it's important to take a step back and, uh, and look at, we've had several good years. You know, if you look back before this year, right last year, yep. I think we were, I think the markets were up 27, 28% if I remember right. Um, you, you know, and uh, it never feels good seeing the markets go down or seeing, you know, your account value drop. Um, but historically, you know, the stock market, uh, I think it's 72% of the time going back a hundred years, the market goes higher on a year to year basis. Um, you know, so I would stick with it. If you're a longer term investor, just stick with it, make sure you're, you're allocated properly. And, uh, if you'd like a second opinion, feel free to give me a call anytime. 
Yeah, give them a call. 800-975-6717. 800-975-6717. You can also check them out online at silverleaffinancial.com. Oh, I haven't mentioned uh, that uh, Kevin is also an author. The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. That's what it's all about. You can get a copy of that book for free by visiting the website. Reason enough to go right there. All right, perfect. Steve, hey, I appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, yeah, by all means, guys, there, there are some things we can do. Uh, if you're somebody that's concerned about long-term care, uh, I did co-author the book. I know a thing or two about it, and I'd be happy to, to share this, that information with you. You can get a free copy of the book through the website, uh, as Steve mentioned, and I can show you how you can, uh, we can basically reposition some assets that if you do need them for long-term care, you or your wife or your husband, uh, you know, you can do it in a way that you're paying with tax-free money. In other words, you know, that could save you 20, 30%, 40% right off, right off the bat. And so we can simply reposition it. But the good news is that if you don't need it, if you don't need it for long-term care, you don't lose it. It's still yours. It either go, you, you can take it back out or uh, leave it to a beneficiary. So it's not one of the situations, you know, that a lot of people have against these, some of these insurance products is because they feel like if I never need it, well, I wasted my money. Um, and you could, actually, you could actually make that argument, guys, for the record, about pretty much every type of insurance. The only one you know for sure is going to pay out if you keep it in force is life insurance, right? But yep. theoretically, if you never get in, a, in, a, in an accident with your car, you could, you could say you wasted your money on car insurance. Um, or if you don't pay for the house, if you never need it, you could say you wasted your money. But you know what? With all insurance, the minute something happens, you're really, really glad you've got it, right? Yes. And, and that's, that's the thing. You know, it's, it's there for, for if something really bad happens, it's there to take care of you and help out. And, uh, and the good news is that there are some really good long-term care policies out there that are combos. We call them hybrid products. Uh, so you can earn a little bit of interest while the money's in it. Uh, if you need it for long-term care, you can access it on a tax-free basis. But if you don't need it, it's still there and it's still your uh, asset. So by all means, uh, feel free to reach out if you'd like to talk about it. Sure. Um, and you know, so Steve, some of the things we're looking at, uh, we talked, talked about uh, you know ending the year and looking into the future and uh, you know trying to... Uh, take some steps to make sure that you've got that good, comfortable retirement. One of the things I think everybody should take a look at, if you are still working for sure, take a look at your 401k contributions. Maybe just increase your contribution by one or 2%. It'll make a big difference over time. Um, you, you know, and if you are retired, hopefully if you put yourself into, into uh, a position in retirement that you're still saving money. Okay. Because the first, my opinion is that the first several years of your retirement, you should still be saving money. And accumulating money. And now I know we're spending it down at the same time, but what I'm saying is that hopefully your income is larger than your than your expenses, right? You should have discretionary income early in retirement so that you've got room to offset inflation as that comes back at you, right? Mm -hmm. In other words, if you only have enough income to meet your expenses now, you need to have other other assets or other sources of income that you can tap into in the future to help you generate more income to offset inflation, right? Yes, And so, or the other way you could look at it is if, is if you've got a, a far excess income now, maybe you've got an extra couple, I don't know, two, $3,000 a month coming in now, more than you need to spend. You can save that, right? And then as inflation picks up, you can just start spending a little bit more of it each month. So we want to make sure that you boost your savings, put away as much as you can. And uh, I think you'll find in most cases, if you're putting it away before, you know, pre-tax, before, you know, it's in your, I should say it's in your check, comes out of your paycheck, pay sub, out of your paycheck. Most people don't even miss it. So I think it's a good time to do that. Another thing is a good, at the end of the year is really good time to look at your portfolio, see how it did and see how it performed in, in relation to the markets overall. Right now, 
everybody has probably heard by now that uh, this has been one of the worst years for the stock market. You probably didn't need to hear it, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, we lived you know, it. <laughs> we lived it. Unfortunately, um, you probably had a feeling. And uh, unfortunately, th this is the worst year we've had since 2008. Uh, the S&P 500 is down just under 20% for the year. Uh, NASDAQ has lost roughly a third of its value. Wow. Over, over a 33% drop for the NASDAQ. Uh, index. So um, a lot of people's portfolios are down roughly by 25%, you know, just split the difference there. And that's that's where a lot of portfolios are. But the bad thing about it to make things even worse is that this was also one of the worst markets. In fact, some parts of the bond market, this was the worst year in history ever. So wow. um, for instance, investment grade corporate bonds, I want to say a drop between 15 and 20%, actually maybe a little bit more than 20%. So so in other words, a lot of things that people were doing to keep themselves safe, right? You thought to keep yourself safe. You thought bonds were safe, right? That's what mm -hmm. most people thought. Sure. Um, unfortunately, we've seen now that that's not the case, or it's not always the case anyway. Uh, and I think if you're further out on the yield curve, you know, meaning longer term duration, meaning something matures in like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, as opposed to, you know, one or two years, uh, the longer term vehicles have higher risk. So as interest rates move higher, the value in a longer mature in a 30 year bond is going to drop more than the value in a one year bond or a two year bond or a two year bill. And so it's important to understand how bonds work how, in relation to interest rates, because uh, you want to remember, guys, interest rates have been going down on a broad basis since the late 70s, early 80s. They've been in roughly a 40 year bull market for bonds coming from 15, 16 percent all the way down to zero. And I think it's important to think about where you feel interest rates are going to go in the next year, two years, three years. If you think interest rates are going back down, then then bonds are probably a really good bet. All right. But I'd be careful with much with uh, long term maturities because the Fed is supposed to keep on raising interest rates. Uh, and if they do that and interest rates do go higher, you could actually lose quite a bit of money in longer term bonds. So if you're holding it to maturity, then you should have a guaranteed payment. and You should be perfectly safe. Uh, but on a short term basis, you could see the value, you know, when they market to market, uh, you could see the value of it drop, you know, so your statements would show a loss in value. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I mean, again, the whole bond thing has been pretty interesting to watch. And I, I mean, just it, it just seems so, un, I mean, just so not like a bond market. No, it's it. Well, I tell you, for most of it, it's, it, it's the worst bond market in our lifetime. Right. Really. I yeah. mean, um, you, you know, it, this is one of the worst. It's worst bond market in history. And and so we've had periods of time, you know, where they haven't done as well. But but to see a twenty percent drop in a in an investment grade bond portfolio, uh, I don't remember ever seeing that before. And and but it makes me wonder. I say, well, you know, just because that's see one thing I think a mistake people make with stocks, like they'll look at a stock and they say, oh, well, it's down forty percent. It might be it's probably a good buy. It you know, and guys, just because something's down a lot does not mean it's a good value, right? right. It's down a lot. Maybe maybe it was overpriced to begin with. Maybe it never should have been as high as it was. And, you know, so there are mistakes made all over the place in the investing world. And, and so you want to make sure when you're looking at your portfolio, if you don't know how everything interacts with one another um, and, and you like a second opinion, just reach out, talk to some advisors, find somebody like me that's a fiduciary, that's independent, that's going to put your needs first, not just say it's suitable and appropriate like half the people on Wall Street. All right. <laughs> exactly. I think it's an important distinction you should look into. Um, and by all means, I'm happy to have a conversation, no charge, no commitment. 
Uh, if you'd ever like to reach out, certainly feel free to do so. Right. Uh, SilverleafFinancial.com. That really is the best way to, to, to reach you. And, and just send him an email. Send Kevin an email. He'll be happy to talk to you. And yes. so, you know, again, with the year end and looking ahead, um, you you just said you're you're fairly optimistic for the next year. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic for the next, let's say if we look out, tw- let's say, let's say we close our eyes and we don't open them and look at the markets again for 12 months. Okay. All right. Then I would, then I'm optimistic. In other words, what I'm saying is I, there's a lot of people, a lot of analysts, a lot of strategists uh, are forecasting that the first quarter of the year, it's, it's everywhere from some people are saying January is going to be horrible to the first quarter is going to be terrible to the first six months of 2023 are going to be terrible. Um, but there is a group of analysts and strategists, a lot of them very well known at some very big firms um, that are saying we could see that we could have 20, 25% drop in this market from where it is right now. Um, at the same time, they're saying that the second half of the year they think is going to be much better. Now, now a lot of times I say, man, you must have some really good tea leaves or something. You know, your crystal ball is really clear today. Yeah. I, you, you know, that anybody can forecast that accurately, the timing of these, of these moves. Um, it may be very impressive, but obviously we have to wait and see how it shakes out because right now there are very divergent opinions on what's going to happen next year, guys. I've got, there are some analysts that are calling for the S&P 500 to hit 46, 4,700 next year uh, in 12 months, in other words. And analysts on the other, which, which would be a gain of, let's say, 20, 15 to 20% from here. And you've got analysts on the other side of the boat saying, no, we're not doing that. We're going down 20, 25%. Maybe we'll come back. We don't know. And, and so my point is, if you're not sure what to do, if you'd like some advice, some suggestions on how you can protect your money, give me a call. I'll be happy to, or, or go to my website, like Steve mentioned, silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, there's a lot of information there. You can listen to podcasts and get a lot. There's a lot of resources. We try to keep it fresh with new content all the time. Um, guys, but I do think there are some vehicles out there that can protect you. I know there are, uh, and they're called index annuities. And you know what? Annuity is not a bad word. And if you look into it, I think you'll see that they could offer you a lot of value because one of the nice things that's happened uh, in the last year with interest rates going back up again is that the terms of these contracts have gotten so much better. You can see annualized returns in excess of 10%. For instance, if we had these products 10 years ago and you had the same terms you have today, I can show you products that are guaranteed not to lose money that would have made over 10% per year. And and I it, it's phenomenal to me. And I don't believe personally that the markets are going to do as well over the next 10 years as they have in the last 10. But I do think it's possible that you could see high single digit returns with these without any risk of a loss. And that's the key is that you, a lot of these, the way they're set up is you're essentially investing one year at a time. And if you have a gain, it gets locked in. And now that amount is guaranteed to you. And some of these have, there's a lot of more now with 10% bonuses. So you get a 10% bonus on the very first day. So you put in a hundred thousand on the second day, your accounts were the 110. And to me, I don't know about you. I think that sounds pretty good. Sounds really good. What's the catch? Well, the, the catch is that they're not one-year vehicles. You typically have to leave it in there. I like products that are on average seven years. Some, okay. The ones for the bonus like that are 10-year investments. Um, well, so you that can take makes out, sense. You know, it, well, it makes sense because there's, no there's no way that anybody or any institution can give, an, can give anybody else a guarantee because you, know, you have to structure it, right? You have to go out yep. and, and structure these things so that you have a mechanism that you know you can honor the guarantee, right? And but at the same time, you need to make a profit. Who's ever providing it? So there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. But the nice thing is that for the individual investor, 
it's a simple vehicle that, that somebody like me can go through with you and help you find the best one, but know that it's something that you can't lose money because the market drops. You have a contractual guarantee that guarantees you cannot lose money. So what happens in this year, if you put $100,000 into this a year ago, guys, that $100,000 would not have had that 20 or 30% loss or 33% loss like NASDAQ, your 100,000 would still be 100,000. It wouldn't have changed at all. It would just stay exactly the same value. Well, I mean, if, it goes down to zero's your hero. That I mean, how how much more, you know, I mean, that's a good thing. Well, I tell you what, I, 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 <laughs> I'd have to think that if you, if you, if a lot of people thought about that right now and they put it side by side with their brokerage account or something else that's in the stock market or the bond markets, how couldn't you look at that and say, God, I wish, I wish I didn't have that loss, you know? So my point being is we never know when the market's going to perform, how it performs, you know, quarter to quarter, year to year. But what you can do as an investor is you can put a piece of your portfolio into some investments such as this that move differently. And I look at it that way. I look at it as an asset allocation strategy. You have some money in stocks, some money in bonds, and some money in index annuities. And I've got you know, some, maybe some money in gold. And, and when I say bonds, I'm referring to short-term bonds, by the way. Um, you, can, you can get over 4% interest on, on uh, one- and two-year treasury bills. So to me, that's really good. I, personally, I, I've got money myself in, in those. So there's a lot of vehicles out there, but you want to make sure you see how they interact with each other, right? So you know what to expect, uh, and you're not surprised if you saw the bond markets bond market drop 20%. <laughs> sure, because that's, I mean, you would be surprised for sure. You know, I think a lot of people are, and, 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 and I've seen and I've heard and met a lot of people that didn't realize, that, at least they convinced me, that they didn't realize they could lose money in bonds. And, um, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we all know, you know, uh, we all know that's, that you can. And we've seen it this year, unfortunately. And, and so what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to make the point of is that interest rates look attractive now. Remember, that's relative to where we've been for the last 10 years. And ask yourself... If, if you're comfortable, if interest rates do turn around and go higher again, are you comfortable holding on to those bonds to maturity? Um, because then you're fine. But if you want to get on the interim, you could have another loss. If interest rates do go up another percentage point, bonds that you buy today will lose money. So if you hold the maturity, you should be fine. Um, but there's a difference with holding the maturity and, and buying, let's say, a bond fund. So, so anyway, when, you want to make sure that your investments are appropriate for your age, for your time horizon, and that you know how they all interact, Right. So and, when and you say it, when it, you say appropriate for your age, what do we mean there? What are you what are you thinking of? But you, you know what we mean, and that's actually that's a really good question because because um, the the thinking has always been that as you get older, as a person gets older, you should lower your risk, and the reason is that you might need that money in a shorter period of time, uh, and and let's say something happens and you need it for medical bills, and if you're in stocks and the stocks are and your stocks are you're in Nasdaq, that's lost a third of its value. Maybe you don't want to have to sell right now. Maybe you'd like to be able yeah. to hold on. And, and so the idea is somebody younger can just say, it doesn't matter. I've got 20 years. I'm, I'm just going to keep on buying. And you've got a long time horizon. And what that means is that the markets generally always come back and hit new highs. And if you have enough time, then you should be able to see the markets hit those new highs. But if you need it in a shorter period of time uh, for anything, and as obviously as we get older, we need more medical, uh, medical assistance, let's say, um, you know, you, you might need that money. But but the flip side of that is, you know, what I always talk to people about um, is not a specific medical emergency as much as a, like a long-term, you know, we were talking about a minute ago, right. like a long-term care situation. Because most clients that invest, most people that have the uh, 
most people that have the wherewithal to invest in stocks and bonds, they probably have, they're probably on Medicare. They probably have a Medicare supplement policy that covers pretty much all expenses, including the deductibles and the out-of-pockets. So it's going to cover your, so in other words, you're covered on medical expenses. Um, you know, but a situation like long-term care is not covered. There are some, some situations that are short periods of time, things like that. Uh, but generally speaking, Medicare is not going to cover long-term care. And so I guess that would be a situation where what would happen, an example, Steve, since I know you're thinking this, would be somebody gets in an accident. Unfortunately, they hit their head or they have a stroke. Yes. So they were perfectly healthy playing golf last week. And today, you know, the other day they had a stroke. And that's one of the leading causes of going into a nursing home. So, uh, so a situation like that, depending on somebody's finances, how liquid they are, that's when you could start to have to tap into a portfolio. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you make a nice case there. And, and uh, you know, you talk about healthcare. Um, let's talk about HSAs for a second, because that is something that I know you're taking advantage of this. And I think other people should as well. I mean, what your plan is, is amazing. Oh, hey, I, I appreciate that. And uh, uh, yeah, what Steve is referring to, the HSA is the health savings account. And the health savings account is, in my opinion, the single best investment vehicle account out there. The main drawback to me is the, the limits on how much you can put into it are nowhere near high enough. Um, and a lot of people can't access it because one of the requirements is that you have to have a high deductible health plan and it has to meet certain parameters. So the first thing to, to figure out, to ask yourself, if you're interested in this type of account, uh, is whether you have an, what is called HSA eligible medical insurance. Okay. First of all, it, it's done at age 65. If you're on Medicare, you're not eligible. Uh, so age 65 is the end point. Um, so ideally, some these are ideal. These are fantastic. If somebody is younger in your 20s or 30s, these can be incredible because if you're eligible, you can put money in this plan every year. You get a tax deduction when you put it in. It grows tax-free. And as long as you use it for qualified expenses, it comes out tax-free. Guys, there's no other account that does that. The Roth IRA, you pay the tax in the beginning. A regular IRA or a 401k, you pay the tax when it comes out right? So mm -hmm. one side or the other. The HSA, you'd never, ever pay tax as long as you follow the rules, okay? And so it's something to definitely take a look at. Um, you contribute, I believe it's, what, thirty-eight fifty um, or 70, 77 to 50 or 7,800 roughly. Yep. Um, double check the numbers. They, they, I believe they're going up for 23. Yeah, they have, but yeah. so 28, uh, yeah, 38.50 for single, 77.50 for uh, a family. Okay. So there you go. That's what I was saying. Is that less than four oh, grand? And you if know? you're over and if you're over fifty-five, you can add another thousand dollars. Okay. The catch-up contributions are nice for sure. Yeah. Um, but like I said, so note if you're over fifty-five, you can add the extra grand. You only have, you only have ten years to do that. Because at sixty-five you're no longer eligible. Mm -hmm. So un unless you're okay, unless you're not on Medicare and you have uh an HSA eligible plan, I guess would be the answer. So well let's take a look at that. It gets complicated. At that age, the point being, guys, if you're able to take a look into it, see if you could benefit from it, because to me, like I always say, tax free are two of my favorite words. All right. Because if your income when you're in retirement and you're collecting Social Security, if all of your sources of income are tax free, then that means that your Social Security should be tax free, too. Nice. OK. And now maybe that's not huge, but it's probably enough for, I don't know, five, six, seven grand a year. I would say between five and ten thousand a year for <laughs> well, that's for that's people. real money. I think to me, it's real, to me, it's real money. And I say, you know, when I talk to my wife, if we're able to save a few bucks, you know, just going out to lunch or going out to dinner or, or gassing up at Sam's club instead of some other 
gas station because I can save six or seven dollars. Right. And <laughs> so why in the world wouldn't I want to save thousands of dollars in income taxes if I could? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, that whole tax planning in retirement, that's such a strategy laden, you know, if what you have to do. But I mean, there are many strategies to help minimize those taxes or pay the taxes now and not have to pay them later. Yeah. Well, well, you know, you know what I think about a lot of times I like to, uh, uh, um, God, what do, what do they used to call it? It was something like a sales technique. They say something like reduce it to the ridiculous. That's what it was. Reduce it to the ridiculous. So in other words, let's say I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to get to get a person to, to look at something that's a hundred dollars a month. You don't say a hundred dollars. I'm going to say, Mr. Jones, it's only $3 a day. Oh yeah. So it's $3 a day is certainly something that you could afford and you'd feel good about. Right. And, and so my point being is that let's not just talk about, Oh, it's thousand dollars today or a thousand dollars this month. But how about if it's a couple thousand dollars a year and you do it for 10 years, now you've got enough. You could buy a used car or, I mean, the numbers over time guys is what I'm talking about. So my strategy, what I've talked about many times, um, I'm going to be using Roth IRA, combination of Roth IRAs for myself and my wife and HSA account. Uh, and those are going to be the source of income that I'm building now. And, and I'm 58 and I'll be building those for several years more. And, and then I will be using Roth IRA money uh, and annuity contracts, income annuity contracts that'll pay us guaranteed joint lifetime income. So what that means is that as long as either one of us is alive, even if that's age 110, those contracts will continue to send us money every single month. And that's even if it ran out of money and went to zero 15 years ago. Man. Okay. The reason you do that is because you want a guaranteed source of income that you know, no matter what, that money is going to be in my bank account every single month. And so that's what I'm doing uh, personally uh, with some of our assets. Uh, that doesn't mean you know, we're still doing stocks. We're still doing bonds. I mentioned we're still, we, we do treasuries and we do all those things too. But there's going to be a piece of our portfolio that is for guaranteed lifetime income. And I'm going to have several of these of these accounts. And so at different ages, let's say 72, I start one and 74, I start another, 77, I start another and so on. So every couple of years, you can turn on another income source that's going to give you, I don't know, another 500 bucks a month or whatever the number is that that'll help pay for that inflation that we're all seeing. Right. Cause who <laughs> yeah. knows? Well, I told my wife, too. I said, the way it's going, it looks like a cheeseburger is going to be like 75 bucks pretty quick. So <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, I swear we used to be able to go out to lunch, the two of us for like $20. No oh, problem. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't, I don't think we could eat, we barely can go out for thirty dollars now. No. And I'm not talking, you know, decades ago. I'm talking you know, two, three years ago. Exactly. Um, you know, so 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 my point is, I, I, I can't imagine being on a fixed income and being close. You know, that if my expenses are close to my total amount of income, I can't imagine how freaked out and how scared I would be if I don't have any other sources of income that I can turn on. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. then you know, as inflation goes higher, that means okay. Now, what am I cutting out? Am I what am I going to cut out one meal today? What am I doing? So, guys, I think we should not. My moral of the story: don't underestimate inflation. Don't underestimate your longevity. I meet people every day that say, "Kevin, I'm not going to live that long," and I'm just talking about living to like 85. I'm mm -hmm. not talking about you know 110. I'm saying 85, and they're saying, "No, I'm not going to live that long," and. uh you know, so I, I and, and, and I'm still trying to figure out the best response to that, by the way. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I don't really know how to respond. But, um, but I, my advice as a financial person, 
is plan, you know, plan for the best, prepare for the worst, but plan for the best. And to me, that means living a long, healthy life with plenty of income so you can keep on golfing and keep on traveling and buy those grandkids as many darn presents as you want to. <laughs> of course, I like the sound of that. Um, well, coming out of Christmas, though, seven grandkids, yeah. Black Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, you, you know, I just think I, I just think everybody wants to be in a position, right? It's an ideal situation. You know, but there are so many things you can do, so many different levers you can pull, guys. You know, we can adjust when you claim your Social Security. We can we can adjust many different things. And if you do that far enough in advance, it can make a big, big difference in the quality of your retirement. So if you have any doubts, you want a second opinion, you know, check out my website, silverleaffinancial.com. That's leaf like a tree, silverleaffinancial.com. And uh, feel free to reach out. And uh, you can listen to some of the other podcasts, too, because I know you're liking it so much you want to listen to some more, right? Sure. I do. Every week. So, hey, I know I know, I do. Whenever I have a spare moment, I go back and listen to an old podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, well, and again, you're, I mean, you don't recycle things either. I mean, we're doing the show, I mean, pretty much just before it bounces up. I, you know what? I like, to, I like to keep it fresh. I like to keep it new. And, uh, uh, and, and get, but it is a good time. You know, we're at the end of the year here to take a look. At, at how your portfolio performed, how your different investments performed. Did they do what you thought they were going to do? You know, what, were you surprised by anything? Um, would you have liked to see, you know, something different? Obviously, we, we, don't, we can always, you know, wish for more profit. Um, but it's important to take a look and to, and to understand and to look at what you're paying for what you're getting to, you know. And, and if you're not happy with it, reach out, have a conversation with your advisor. All right. Talk to them about it. Let them know what you're thinking. Let her know how you're feeling and, and see if you can get it resolved or, if uh, maybe it makes sense for you to reach out or look around and and see if uh, you know something uh, a different fit might be might be time for for a change. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, again, as we sort of around the corner into the new year and uh, people feeling good, uh, maybe we get a break from inflation this year. What do you think? You know what? I'm going to say it's not going to be as bad that we've seen the worst. How's that? All right, um, I like it. That's fair. You, you know, I I think we might. I think we're going to wind up for the year. At probably in the in the threes is where I think inflation will be. When we look at the end, when we're at the end of 23, okay. and we look at the entire year, I think inflation is going to come down to the, to the threes. Um, you know, but there's a lot of things can change. Tell me what's going to happen with Russia and Ukraine. Tell me if China is going to invade Taiwan. Um, and those are my biggest concerns right now, sure. personally, as far as the markets go. As far as the markets go. Well, for <laughs> so as the markets closed today, they were everything was down. Am I right? Yeah, it was down, but, but modestly, but modestly. Yeah, it doesn't and, seem like and, it's a lot. No, no, it was less than a hundred point move, I believe. Uh, last I last I checked, I think the Dow was down maybe seventy, seventy five points. Yep. Um, you know, so we we are gonna unfortunately we're gonna end the year as as I mentioned. Uh, but like I say, guys, take take. I'm taking solace, and I think you should look back in history, looking back a hundred years in the stock market, one hundred years. There's been something like twenty or twenty one times uh, that the market has dropped like it has this year. Uh, and only, I believe, five times did the market go down again the following year. Now, now it certainly doesn't mean that it can't happen, but there's over over a 70% probability that 2023 ends with a gain, all right? And the average gain so far has been 14%, all right? Holy cow. So, so, you know, remember these markets can make you money too, right? I know it might seem like a while, okay, because we, we hit our peak roughly a year ago, um, you know, but that's the other side of it. Is that the average bull? I'm sorry, the average bear market 
uh, I want to say lasts between a year and a year and a half. And so I think that's also tied to why a lot of analysts are saying, hey, you know, we could bottom out in the first half of this year. I think they're looking at that as well. You know, they're also looking at the Fed's going to continue to raise interest rates uh, at least one more time, maybe two more times. That's something else as an un- that they call the unknown, the known unknown. And, uh, you know, we don't know how many more hikes. We don't know how much more. Uh, and they talk about this terminal rate, right, which is where is the Fed going to end up at in terms of the Fed funds rate? Um, and they're still talking north of 5%, which is a full percentage point above where we are now. And so, so those are some things everyone's trying to figure out. And those are supposed to resolve themselves in the first half of the year. Um, you, you know, so just, I would say, just, uh, uh, have a conversation with your advisor if you, if you, if you'd like to get an update. Um, but I think if you're in this for at least a few more years, you should hold on. I believe we're going to go back to new highs, maybe not in 23, but I think within the next two to three years, we'll be back to new highs. Um, you know, assuming nothing, you know, horribly unexpected happens. Um, but historically speaking, you know, the markets generally would expect an up year. Sure. Well, and again, let's uh, let's leave on that note, Kevin. Uh, plan for an up year, and uh, you know, see if we can make it happen. Yeah, let's plan for an up year. Just let's hope for the average. Let's hope for that average of fourteen percent. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.